you are listening to the Invitation Church podcast. To learn more about Invitation Church, visit us online at invitation605.com. You can also download our app on iTunes and Google Play by searching for Invitation 605. Our scripture today comes from John 14, 15 through 27. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know her, for she lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, she is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home within him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So this morning, I'm supposed to also announce our teacher today. And I love these opportunities because I just got to let you know I've spent more years of my life apologizing for this guy um, than any other thing I've done in my life. So um, Adam and I had uh, the joy of knowing each other um, when I was about 18 years old and he was probably uh, about 12 years old. And uh, I want to let you know kind of what you're in for today. Um, I say I've apologized to him my whole life, but I'll be honest with you. Basically, I was just kind of not apologizing because... um, We've maybe made some mistakes in our lives. We've learned how to walk out of water parks after being kicked out with dignity. Um, We've learned how to um, maybe leave camps or retreats early with dignity. Um, We've learned a lot of things, but I think what we've learned through it all is um, to be strong advocates of authenticity. To be strong advocates of allowing ourselves and allowing other people to show up as their authentic selves. Um, Because that's the only way God can do some work. When we're pretending, it's tough for us to see God for God. And it's tough um, for us to see us for us. And it's tough for God to do genuine work. So we do not tend to be a people who are about being right. um, But we do want to be a people who are about getting it right. And getting it right um, takes showing up authentically and showing up and maybe getting it wrong a little bit here um, and learning from that. So um, if you do have a problem today, 
don't talk to me because I don't apologize anymore. Dave Campbell, I'll give you his email. Yeah. You, can, you can call it right away. But, um, Any feedback to Dave? Good feedback to us. Is feedback to us, kind of. Or we're going to giggle about the fact that Dave's got to answer to it, one or the other. So, um, but I do want to just let you know there's nobody in the world who's meant more in my life. Um, Adam is a brother, a friend, a confidant, um, and to hear from him most of the time when we're driving down the highway is always something very special to me. But it's also very special in a context like this. And I hope um, what you learn from him is he has an entertainer th- flair. That's his authentic self. Um, and I hope that empowers you today to just tap into your authentic self and listen to what God might be speaking to you and might, might have to say today through his word. So with that said, please give Adam a big round of applause. Yeah, it felt, Richie, it felt like we got the band back together with Caleb up here. It just felt right. Uh, Richie said authentic self. But I'll just say life uh, in, in a special language, Zoe, the life, the thing that makes you, you, your life. Uh, some people talk about a spiritual life. They'll talk about a work life, a work-life balance. And when they do that, they put a divide right in the middle, your work and your life. But it's just a life. It's just, it's not a spiritual and then a life. It's just a life. It's spiritual. It has work involved with it. And actually, the spirit's job is work. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I'm just so glad to be with you. My name's Adam. I am not Dave. Dave looks a little different than me. Dave uh, looks like this. (laughs) Dave uh, took my cell phone and did this selfie uh, on my phone. So that's on him. Uh, When you put a selfie on somebody's phone, that's on you. Uh, So if anybody would like to take pictures later with this, and uh, send it to Dave, that would be great. Uh, but Dave, we celebrate you. I, if you listen to this down the road here, uh, we are cheering you on. We thank you for who you are and the spiritual guidance you bring to each of us to find out who we are in our life, who, who God has made us to be. And we thank you for what um, you have done for us. Here, let's pray, and then let's get into it. Uh, Father, lead us from death to life, from lies to truth, from despair to hope, from fear to trust. Lead us from hatred to love, from war, please, Father, to peace. Let peace be in our hearts, our world, our universe. Lord, help us now to unclutter our lives, to unclutter our minds, to organize ourselves in the direction of your simplicity. Lord, teach us to listen to our hearts. Teach us to welcome change instead of fearing it. Lord, we give you the stirrings inside of us. We give you our discontent. We give you our restlessness. We give you our doubt, our despair. We give you all the longings we hold deep inside. Help us to listen to the signs of change, the ones of growth, the ones you're leading us to. Help us to listen seriously and follow where they lead through the breathtaking empty space of an open door. In Jesus' name, amen. I didn't write that. That was from Shane Claiborne. Uh, But a good way to start today. Um, Richie uh, took me on a trip uh, when I was a a teenager. He said, hey, you want to go to West River? Anybody know about West River in here? West River is a little different than East River. And they are proud of it. From the clothes they wear, head to toe, top to bottom, it's a different experience. But I'd never experienced it. I woke up and... 
Richie's grandma made breakfast, and it was just the best breakfast. And they said, today is a branding. Do you know what a branding means? It's a pretty intense day. Uh, it's where they mark their cattle. It's all part of the process. And there's some other craziness that happens in, involving, um, I don't know, oysters. and <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to go too far down that one. But during the day, I, I was, you know, trying to step in to really fit in. And I found some uh, Wrangler, some girl Wrangler jeans. I threw those on. And I, I, everybody had a cowboy hat, just a big hat, you know. Uh, so I found a cowboy hat. And this wasn't the one. But it was a cowboy hat like this, and I was wearing it. And it just, something about that changes. Don't it change the voice? You just, you take it off and you talk like this, but you throw that on. And something just... <laughs> Something changes. Uh, so anyways, uh, these guys invite me, uh, city slicker, right? I was talking smack a little bit. I couldn't believe some of the things I was seeing. I was just making fun of their ways. And so they invited me to find some more out about their ways. Hey, Adam, uh, you look like you'd be a great contestant to become the next West River Gravis champion of the world. And I said, you betcha I do. I said, bring it on, buckos. And they brought me out into the pasture. They said, we're going to play a little game. Where we set this hat, we're going to put all sorts of valuables, money, goods, uh, watches, whatever was really that awesome in 1998. And we stick it under the hat. And what you do, it's on the ground. And everybody's down. And what will happen is somebody will say, one, two, three, they'll pull the hat up. And whatever is under the hat, you get to dive in. And whatever you can get your hands on is yours to keep. We play three rounds. The third round, you take it home. The first two are just to practice to get you going. So the first one, I'm, I don't really got anything. I ain't never really held a $10 bill before. So the fact that there were 20s, 50, and $100 bill felt like I had won at life. So when they lifted this thing up, I got my finger. Just I was willing to risk it all for whatever I could get. I touched a $50 bill. I couldn't believe it. I had a pocket knife. I think I had a watch. At the time, it was a real big deal. So they said, Adam, here's the thing. That was a good effort, but you got to put it all back. I said, what? This doesn't sound like a fun game. So the second one, they, they let me have a little bit on the first one. The second one, when that went in, I felt like I had dominated the game. I'd already learned it. It was my second time, first time out on the ranch. And on the third time, they moved the hat. No problem, I'm talking smack. This is where I bring my famous line, bring it on, buckos, because I'm ready to go. I'm just antsy, ready to dive in and get everything I've ever wanted under this hat. So when they pull it up, everybody else knows what has happened. It was all a setup every single other person knew, but I didn't. I dove face first into the warmest, steamiest cow pie as you could imagine. Life is a mixed bag, isn't it? Somebody said that to me this week. So they said, life is a mixed bag. We all have valuables that we put under our hat. It's really just our life. Our life. What is your life? What makes it a life? As we talk about last words, this word spirit comes up. And that it's a gift that Jesus says he's going to give his disciples. They're in a talk. We've been 
talking about it with Dave. We've talked about where it is, who it is. It's Jesus talking to the disciples. But this is a ragtag bunch of guys. They weren't the, the picks, the top picks. They kind of made it through a different way that a rabbi picks. And Jesus goes to them. I mean, even that. Jesus goes to them. Today, I just want to remind you that Jesus comes to you. Wherever you're at, wherever your life is, whatever it looks like, he comes to you and he meets you right where you're at with your life. Um, Today, as we unpack what it means for Jesus to say, I'm going to give you my spirit. The spirit that's in me will be in you, in me, in you, in you, in me. Jesus, it's not like his his word choice here when he says, the, I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. It wouldn't be a really high Scrabble score with the amount of words that he used here, or a wordle. He just uses a couple letter words that really make a big difference. In you, in me, in you, in me, if you're taking notes, that'd be a good one. In you, in me. Two things that we get to talk about a little bit today as we talk about the Spirit. The Spirit from the beginning, not a new idea, though Jesus says, I'm going to put it somewhere different. In the beginning, it's hovering over the darkness. It's hovering over the chaos, and it's always ready to jump right in. It's about to bring order to chaos. When you feel like you're disorder, you can have this spirit that hovers over. It hovers over like a cowboy hat. Over the life, the mess of your life, the things that you value, the things that make you you over your life. The spirit is hovering over the depths in the beginning and it doesn't stop hovering. It's always looking for an invitation in. Wouldn't that be a good name for a church? An invitation. See, when you see invitation, you think it's for someone else. But the invitation is for you. The invitation is for you to let the spirit in. But the Spirit is always hovering, always waiting for an invitation in from that first spot in Genesis through the garden. He's looking for a place to grow, a place to grow things, a garden to a family. When God says, I'm going to bless this particular family to bless the whole thing from a family to a village, right in the center the hovering spirit is looking to move right in from a village to a city in Jerusalem, a temple. The spirit is moving and then it moves to this person of Jesus which is completely mind-blowing that the, the God who's out there hovering over the depths and the chaos would come into a person, Jesus. That there would become here in the person of Jesus and this is the crazy part. Jesus says, what's in me is in you. He's changed locations from hovering to covering, that the Spirit is your covering. Uh, Dave gave me quite the task here to un- unleash the Spirit here in a, in a little bit of time, but uh, we could talk just on Spirit alone. The Spirit of truth is what it's called. The wind, the breath, the thing that moves, the Spirit, a mystery which is something our culture doesn't do so good with. We like to know things. The Spirit, it's invisible. It moves as it moves. It doesn't move the same. It moves on all of us differently. This thing that Jesus is going to give to you, he's going to put it 
inside of you, the spirit of truth, the intercessor, the paraclete, the advocate and counselor, the spirit who knows more about you than you know about you. For sometimes people, um, when it comes to praying, they might say something like, ah, I just don't know how to talk to God. I don't know what words to use. I don't know what to say. There's a passage in Romans that just says it hears our uftas. It hears our groanings. It hears the little words we use. It hears our stomach growl. It knows what we need just when we need it. Amen? See, that's the thing Jesus talked about giving his disciples. A thing to know they'll not be alone. But they had to wait 43 days. It's where we celebrate Pentecost, the giving of the Spirit. And we could just talk about that. I could talk just this whole topic for, we could just go. But he wants to put it in you. This intercessor, this advocate, this counselor. A a counselor, I I started seeing a counselor a couple years ago, and I, I, I guess I never knew what the term wonderful counselor meant until I had one that was breathing life into my bones, that was reminding who, me who I was and was giving me words that just, it was like restored me, helped me find out who God's made me to be. Maybe you've experienced something like that, somebody who can handle your life in such a, a way. Uh, this is what God speaks about, his advocate, his counselor, But you know him, for he lives in you. And because he's in you, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. But you will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live and you will also live. And on that day you will realize I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. In my Father, in me, in you, in me, in you. Jesus is in the middle of a big old sermon here, and he's been bringing a few different sermons. But he's going off, and if you, if you pull it, he, he jumps back into it in verse 25, talking about the advocate, the spirit that will be sent to teach, to remind, to empower, to bless, to guide, to be with, to give them the things that they need. God's spirit is our ticket to growth. It's where we find out what God has for us next. You see, it's always been a process. I love this verse. I I say it to myself a lot, is that uh, God is at work. He's at work even when you can't see it. He doesn't clock out. We get tired. He He doesn't take overtime. He doesn't stop. He doesn't need to. He doesn't rest like me and you need to rest. He just goes. He doesn't clock out. He's always working. So whatever thing you're holding, worry, concern, thing, he hasn't stopped working. He doesn't stop working. You can take a rest, but he'll be on it. Me and you, in me, in you. Jesus goes on in in John 16. He says, I have said these things to you that in me, you see, he's doing it again. You, me, us, them, in me, and you. He says, I've told you these things that in me, just right there we could stop. In me, you will have peace. In me, you will have fullness of life. He's trying to get the disciples to get this concept that I am the one where meaning comes from. 
You can chase money. You can chase whatever thing, a person, uh, a title, power, whatever. It all ends. But in me is the fullness of life. In me is joy everlasting. In me is love unconditional. In me, peace. You see, we all have pieces of life, little segments who make our work part, our spiritual part. I just call it a life. We all have a life, but our life is in fragments and pieces. And Jesus says, in me, you have peace to your pieces. In me, it's, it's vital that you see it. In the world, you will have trouble. He's about as clear as possible here. There will be trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. So in me, we're pretty clear on it. In me is where our worth, our value, our purpose is. That God's going to send his spirit to literally be in me. It's a mystery that we can't really explain that the very breath and wind of God decides to dwell in the hearts of men. As you think about your life, and I'm going to help you do that in a second, we, we look at even that can just be complex. But where would you be without the Spirit of God? I mean, have you had a party dance this week? Have you just taken a ten? Thank God you showed up inside of me. Thank God that you sent your spirit. Whew, I could be on a whole different playing field. Have you done that yet? Has anybody got the spirit in here to say, thank God for giving me the spirit, because what would I be if it didn't show up? I mean, do I need to bring you back for a second? Some of you, for, you just forgot. Do I need to take you back to 1964? Like, look, look how far you've came. I don't know what date I need to go to. What, 1973? Somebody in here? Look how far you've came. You see, when we think about spiritual growth, or just, I wouldn't even say spiritual growth, I'd just say growth or life. So many times we can look at our growth depending on other people around us. Oh, wow. Look at their body. They're really working out. Look at them. Look at they're doing this thing. Oh, wow. Dave, he, ooh, he can really bring it, right? You can look at others to see how far you've came. But the thing about the Spirit, it, the Spirit isn't comparing you to other people. It's comparing you to you. I'm about to get there in a second. In you. 1973. Let me just pull up. A, it was a 1984. Anybody there for that? I wasn't. Uh, 1999. We were all partying that year. Like it was. Because it was. Uh, 2011. Come on now. 2020. I, I don't know what, what your thing is with comparison. If you want to talk about the growth that you've had. That's the thing about it is you have to look at where you've been because then you can see it. You can see the growth the whole way. You can see the hovering from the get-go. You can see those people. Tomorrow's my grandma's birthday. Uh, the spiritual person for me. And um, I think of the hovering that she was already doing way back. Grandma's in the place. I just want to remind you, you're hovering. Your spiritual prayers matter big. Your groanings, just groanings. Oh, the Spirit needs them, and it uses them. It uses them to, to find out the purposes of God for the people you care the most, the lives that you carry. 
But here's what we do. We compare our life. So what are we at? 2022 now? We compare 2022 to 2020. That's how we look at growth. So if there's an area of growth, we look at our own growth. We're not worried about the people around us. The people around us can help us. Or you can see somebody and go, man, there's a change I want to make. What change is it that the Spirit is going to do? The disciples were in process the whole time. And if you think those, maybe they got some saint names, but they're some screw-ups. They're a lot like me and you. They're just normal dudes. And there was a lot more of them. And there were some ladies in there too. They were all trying to figure out what this meant. And actually the ladies are the only ones who stayed. The dudes all went home. They dipped out. They gave up on it. Um, What growth has taken place in you since this year? And we could go back as far as we need to. But growth really is looking at you compared to you. If Jesus says this thing, that this, and this is Paul actually, Romans 6. He says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised the Messiah from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit that's living in you. So Paul's clear on it. That spirit that's in me is in you. And Jesus is clear on it. That he said, the things that I've said to you, that in me you have. In me in you, life. So when we look at our lives, the things that we value, the things that make us us, the things that are kind of under our cowboy hat, yeehaw, right? We've got maybe this part of our life. We've got friends. Or maybe it's a food thing. Come on, shout out for food. Some of y'all, I heard that, that uh, stomach growl felt it too. Uh, family. Oh, I love it. I'm looking at my own family in the place today. Uh, focus. Where's our mind at? These parts that make us who we are. Our finances. Finances. Fitness. Ooh, there's another good one. Come on, fun. Somebody, please. Uh, wow, they all start with F. Faith, let's put that one on there. What does it mean to have a faith? These things that are kind of under our cowboy hat that make our life, our life. I mean, these are ways that you'll know if you're growing or not. Because growth is, it's the, the end game. Right here. What, what is it going to look like for you to grow? And are you growing? I would say spiritually. What is the... And some people say the best version. I think, they, I think they forget a word when they say the best version of you. The real version is the next best version of you. Make sure, if you're writing some down, make sure you add next. The next best version of you. Because that thing hasn't happened yet. It's forward. But you can look back. You can see the faithfulness of God's spirit. From whatever year you came from. And you can trust him to be faithful to work out your faith until completion. Literally, it's, a, it's something we all strive for, but here's the thing about Jesus, is that in this life, when we use this body, it, it doesn't get to be fully done until Jesus decides when it's done. Our bodies can go, but our spirit, right? Our spirit lives forever. It lives on. God's doing something 
with this spirit, bringing out the next best version of you. Today, I don't know what thing you need to work on. I'm guessing we all have some areas we want to be better on. But look at how far you've come. Quit looking at the people around you and say, what's the next thing for me? And here's the thing about God's spirit. When I look back at my own story, I could see even the hard parts. At the moment, I didn't realize that God was hovering. I didn't know that he was covering me. I didn't even know that he put his spirit in my life, but I can see it the whole way through. Now, that might mean nothing to you because you didn't really live that out. Some of you lived out parts of it, but let me just take you back. Oh, that's not the one. Let's go. Let's go right here, right? Look at that is a well-fed baby. (laughs) Shout out to my mom over there. Hey, hey, Jackie. Uh, That is a well. Look at the joy on that guy. Man, I hope that joy is part of the whole story. Uh, God, what a gift of a child, a person. You, you as a child of God, you're, you've been a gift from the first day you were here. Literally, you couldn't do nothing. You just showed up. What a gift you are from the get. Made in the image of God. You, literally made in the image of God. So it wouldn't be that crazy that God would want, want to put his spirit in you as well. You're already in his image. Might as well put his spirit in you too, chubby baby. Uh, whoo, look at that guy. Look just like my brothers and sisters. Something happened. They all got blonde hairs. Check out Zach's hair in the front here. Mine just went a different color for some reason, right? Look at that little guy. Okay. Uh, what you can't see in this picture is the turmoil and the chaos that I was born around. Maybe this one helps it a little bit. Oh, geez, uh, real drop off there for a minute. My dad actually, uh, he told me to get these glasses. He said, uh, this is how he got me to do them. He said, Joe Montana's wearing them. You should get these. I'm like, I look back now, and Joe Montana never wore those glasses in any picture. What in the world is going on here? And why did I listen to that character? Uh, whew. Man, you can, you can look back for me, I don't know, for a while there I was just wearing cheetah print as best I could, but see what I mean, if you look at the faithfulness of God and you can see God's spirit, now this is when I, I started to become aware that God was up to something, through my grandma, I, I wanted whatever she had, I wanted in my life too, God's spirit, that mysterious thing that's in me, in you. It's, it was in this guy hovering over the chaos of my household. And it's still working through the chaos of life as I keep finding out who I am and what in the world I'm here for. I don't know, but I was on my way. And you are too. God's spirit hasn't stopped. Look at how far you've came. Please, church. Look at how far you've already came. Pick your years. And you'll see God's faithfulness and God's spirit and his mark already over your life. I could keep going. I'm not done yet. Mom, I didn't even know you were going to be here, to be honest. My brother photoshopped my face on my mom. I'm sorry, Mom. That was, this ruins it, don't it? She wore the same hairstyle. We could do it again today. Man, you look great. You're beautiful, Mom. Uh, this is not beautiful. What the heck is going I don't even know. That was just comic relief. I didn't know if you needed it. This is uh, the week before COVID hit. Um, 
I don't, man, right? You can look back and see how God's, he's carrying you. His spirit is with you, hovering over the life that you have. So today, you, what improvements do you need to make? And here's the cool part. God's spirit's here to help you to walk with you, to guide you in the ways of truth, the best ways in me, you'll have the fullest life. That's what Jesus came to give you, the fullest life possible. And it doesn't exist outside of him. Uh, my friend uh, this week, he said, I said, Adam, the deepest connection is, is a physical connection. That's the closest bond you can have with somebody. And as I thought about that, I thought, no, that's, yeah, that's part of it. But it's not the deepest. It's a spiritual connection. That's the deepest that you can have with somebody. It's the one that lasts forever. The physical one, it's here for now and it, it changes and it won't be here forever. But the spiritual connection, is, it's the deepest. Man, I want to go so many different ways here. But I got to land the plane. In you, uh, church... You are a complex thing. You're a complex thing. The person around you is a complex thing. All the things, the parts, the chapters of their story, you don't know what they were born into. You don't know what the person next to you is dealing with right now. What school's like for them, the music they're into. Um, you have some connections, and you can kind of tell some things like, oh, I've been here before. I've seen that part of that story. Maybe you have some wisdom in some area of life that you could give somebody. But they have their own story. They're their own thing. They're their own image of God. And they have their own spirit working as the spirit needs to. Um, I had a friend I was talking to about um, wanting to make a change. And wanting to enter a new season. And sometimes when we do that, we always apologize. We're like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I got to change a job. I got to go here instead of here. I got to move or this thing. And it's really just a necessary ending. We didn't. We didn't sign up to just do that thing forever. You have to trust the leading in the spirit that God will give you the right timing, the right thing at the right time. And that's okay. It's all part of it. And the person next to you, yeah, you want to just fix the whole thing for them in every area of life. But they have to decide to want to make the changes for them. And the spirit will lead and guide as the spirit does. I'm sure there's somebody in here who can fix this right away. And just, but for most of us, it's just one turn at a time. What's the next turn for you? What's the next move you need to make? See, that's the person you can, you can change. It's the one you can worry about. It's just, it's you. It's you. It's where you can make your improvements. You. And then this is the cool part. What's in me can be in you. What I'm living and doing and breathing, I can spread it. Your spirit that you have, your zeal for life, can spread if it's in you. So the focus becomes, what's in me? God, what are you doing in me? I'm scaffolding for the work that you're going to do the rest of my life. And it isn't going to be completed until that great day when God puts the whole thing. Peace to all of our pieces. Peace to our fragments. Peace to our families. Peace over all of it. Oh, amen. So today, church, uh, I'm, I think I about did it. Did I get you going there?
hmm. I was listening to a song, and I thought, wow, I should just read that as the ending. It goes like this. If, if you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. I don't want to follow my own ways. I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead me. Uh, let's pray this morning. Uh, Father, mm. the things that we need to say to you, Spirit, ah, we don't even have the words. But you're our advocate. You're moving within us. You're working within us. Don't clock out. I got more work for you. But the way that I look at myself and look at others, may, may I just sense just the way that you look at me as a child of God from the get-go. Spirit, don't stop hovering over us. Hover over our family, our friends. Hover over everything that makes us us. Hover over our lives and change your hovering into a covering. God, we got complex people that we deal with on the daily, and we're one of them. God, help us to make the improvements by your spirit. Lead us to the fullest life possible in you. We know is fullness of life, is joy. Everything we need is in you. So spirit, move in this place. Move in each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Invitation Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message that you just heard and receive every part of it. Every promise from God, every declaration of his great love for you, every word of hope, every reminder that you have been made for more. Allow what you've heard to take root in your soul to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. I also want to encourage you to be part of what we are doing here at Invitation as we invite people to live the way of Jesus. Go to the app and become a regular giver, an investor in the story that God is writing in this place. Also, if you found the message meaningful, we'd love to have you share it with someone else as you partner with us in carrying the message beyond the walls of the church. I want to thank you for being here with us. Grace and peace.